0: What's going on, everybody? My name is Coach, and this is the first-ever episode of the Astro Badgers Podcast. I'm here with my friends Tron, Shadiness, and I Stab Bums, and we're all about high-class, in-your-face nerd culture. If it's video games, we play them. If it's comics, we read them. And if it's anime, we watch them. We're here to cover all facets of nerddom, and we thank you all for listening. Today, our topic of discussion is the dumpster fire of a release known as Cyberpunk 2077. We will be discussing our opinions on the game, what they did good, and what they fucked up. With that, we're going to roll right into the discussion. Cyberpunk, after much
1: delay in development and crying, finally was released on December 12th, 2020. 10th.
2: Shit. <laughs> uh, dude, I thought it was the 12th. The 12th didn't sound right, but I wasn't 100% yeah, it was. Sure.
0: It was the 10th. <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: cyberpunk 2077 after much delay and crying and decision making and development finally released december 10th 2020
2: are you sure it wasn't the 12th
1: i thought it was a 12th <laughs> you guys are fucking dick.
2: <laughs>
0: coach what do you think about the game I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was great. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that that a lot of the hate is unwarranted, but overall, at least in my experience, I played it on uh, PlayStation 4 Pro, and I also played it on PC, and I was fortunate enough at the time to have a laptop with a 2070 Super in it, and so I was able to run that game on ultra graphics uh, at 60 frames per second, and I mean on that system i didn't experience a whole lot of bugs i didn't experience much much of what people were complaining about but on my playstation 4 pro um i noticed crashes i noticed uh like kind of hardcore glitches um there was at one point at one point uh i was doing this quest where the uh Crap. I can't remember the car's name, but basically it's like the, the, the taxi service that that drives you around. What's his
2: name? Delamain.
0: Yeah. Delamain. I was doing, I was doing his quest line where I was going and picking up his, I guess his kids or whatever, you know? And then at one point, uh, I got to this overbr or, uh, overpass where the, uh, where I had to, I had to take out these, these bad guys and then I don't know if it was a glitch, but every time I started fighting those guys, the police would aggro to me, even though these were bad guys. And they're like, we're going to fuck you up and like all this other bullshit. And so I'm just like, but but the police kept targeting me. And so I wasn't sure if that was a glitch or if that was uh, if that was a, a part of the game or what. I mean, I feel like with as overpowered as the police are, uh, it had to have been a glitch. And I was stuck on that part for quite a long time.
2: Yeah, but, I've got it on the, uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro. And I've been putting some, some good time into it. And it, it definitely is, I'm not going to say terrible on the PlayStation 4, but it is not good. Um, it's a great yeah, game. It's definitely, it. not,
0: definitely I, not optimized by any means.
2: I love running around and shooting people and hacking stuff. It's great. But whenever I'm driving a car and I, I drive to another area, uh, whenever I pull up to where I'm going, I have to sit there in the car for a good five to six seconds. And then I get out of the car and I have to stand there for about another ten seconds while it loads textures and characters. Because if I just get out of the car and take off running down a, like an alleyway or something, the game crashes. Because it cannot keep up with all the textures and everything that it's trying to do. So usually about every hour, hour and a half, my game crashes. Because I guess the PlayStation just cannot handle what's going on.
0: See. And that's, and that's, that's completely different from my experience too. And you and I both have pros. Um, like the only time that my game, the only time that I could tell that my game was actually, would actually crash, uh, is if I would actually put the console to sleep while the game was running. And then I would come back after a break or power the console back on and then continue playing. And then. It would be like, yeah, I would have to, I would get off a vehicle or something like that, and then the the, it's like stuff just started loading, uh, all at once, and then I would like shoot down an alley or whatever towards the quest objective, and then all of a sudden my game would just crash. But uh, other than that, as long as I never put my console to sleep, I never had any any crashes. But I did have glitches.
1: Yeah, well, so like I played on the PlayStation Five, um, because my beautiful wife stayed up till like three o'clock in the morning and somehow miraculously defeated the bots in order to order me a PlayStation five. But I deal with a lot of crashes. Like I don't have a lot of the graphical issues. Like I see other people having that doesn't mean I'm not experiencing the bugs. My favorite bugs that I'm experiencing are like when I'm like walking along and it's like in the distance, you see like a car flying through the air and it's just like (laughs) coming the fuck at you. And you're just like, huh, huh. And then it's like, oh, that's coming at my face. Yeah, I've was... almost
2: been killed by my, mo- my own motorcycle several times. Just walking out onto the street and it just comes like flying from out of nowhere. Hits like a street lamp, catches on fire. You know, it's, it's so really that's
1: why I stopped calling my cars, because <laughs> I was like, in theory, it is going to be easier to dodge the motorcycle than it is the car. And that doesn't mean that if I get hit by the motorcycle, I'm just fucking dead and annoyed. But the crashes are on the PS5 are fucking terrible. So when it first came out, it was once or twice every couple of hours. It wasn't too bad. Then they released that first, like, Hey, we're going to fix our shit or fix our shit. And it was like, okay, this is better. And then they released that patch right before Christmas. And I haven't, been able to play more than 30 minutes at a time uh, before I get a crash. And it is so heartbreaking because it has the potential to be one of the best sci-fi games ever made, at least in the RPG sector. But the these bugs are really starting to weigh down to the point where I have kind of stopped my progress in the game. I'm right after... Uh, I'm right after the Voodoo Boys. I get out of the Voodoo Boys whole part of the story, and I'm kind of just waiting, because if one more like one more shutdown and I just or crash, I don't know that I'm gonna be able to take it.
3: Woulda, coulda, shoulda. These dudes released an unfinished game for two different consoles at launch and put it on PC, and that's the only thing that works. Of course, it's gonna work. It's what they're based off of. This was a tragedy. You shouldn't even be defending it by any means. If you can't use one aspect of any part of the game, then it's unfinished. Why would they release that? Why would you go through that? I'm not going to buy that until they finish this crap. And there's a large majority of people that are going to think the same thing I am. And I'm about to get a new PC next week to run this, and I had intentions of playing it. And now, guess what's not happening? They're not getting my money. Why? Because they got a shitty track record. After The Witcher... After The Witcher? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That was one of the best games I've ever played. Then you release this nonsense. Whatever. I get chased by cars, bosses stop and just stare at me, police attack you, Grand Theft Auto style when
1: you're killing the bad guy. What kind
3: of horse shit is that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a hot mess, but like but there is like a good game in there and I think this is one of those times where business came first and the product or the bottom line came first and the product came second.
3: You, we cannot let these corporations keep dictating what the developers want to do. It's like taking an artist that made an awesome painting, making him redo it, and it's half the shit it was, and it's going, hey, this is what we got, guys, but your first rendition was awful that you took your time on and was amazing, but they didn't even give him that. That's why you shouldn't have launch title games that are unfinished. And you got Keanu Reeves backing you? Are you shitting me? Like that's all the freaking momentum you needed had any of these things not been into the game i don't know if it was sold as well as it.
2: well what gets me is that they were supposed to release this what like a, a year prior
0: they were supposed to release it in line with uh, final fantasy it was like one month pr- uh, after final fantasy or one month yeah. before final fantasy 7 remake
2: yeah it was like six seven months or something like that and i just wonder as bad as the game launched in December how bad would it have been if it had launched in February or March, wherever it was supposed well, to release? Yeah,
1: the, I believe it was March. And that's what's kind of funny, because everybody's like, oh yeah, COVID slowing stuff down, so they're going to wait to release it. And it's all like, horse fucking shit COVID had anything to do with it. That is a bold-faced fucking lie. And I think, like, I like, I want to give CD Projekt Red the benefit of the doubt. And in fact, this is the first game I've ever bought from CD Projekt Red. It was this bad. So this is their mulligan to me. Um, but, like, the fact that a lot of the core mechanics that they kind of sold on the game aren't in the game, so, like, uh, there's, like, bes- besides the starting quest, I haven't found one reason, or one main difference between each of the different, uh, what Life they call Life paths. Yeah. Like, it's all, they're all, like, similar. A little bit of is different. Yeah. Yeah. That was it's, supposed uh, to be like a major difference, and I was watching a video of of a guy was talking about where uh, the corpo mo was it you that played corpo?
2: Yeah, I went corpo.
1: So was there? So explain this to me. There was uh, y'all are supposed to do like a bank heist or some bullshit.
2: Mm-hmm. Have you got? I'm, I'm trying to remember uh, what exactly the opening was. Basically, but...
0: the opening for corpo was uh. Oh, what the hell was it? It's like... It was so awesome we remember it. <laughs> well, you... Basically what it was is like you... I, shit, I can't remember it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, what the hell was it? Well, that was the thing though too is I remember, I remember talking with Morgan about this very, very same thing, right? And so maybe this is why I can't remember it is because in all honesty, I don't even know what the hell I was supposed to be doing. Um, or at least I wasn't, pro- I felt like I wasn't provided context to exactly what I was doing as the corpo person. And I was just thrust into this situation where I was supposed to take, like, I took, you, you take the stack of money from the, from the high up executive guy. And then you take like some files or something. And cause there's that one chick that you and him are like, playing against that's within the company, and she's trying to take that executive dude out, and you're kind of helping him, but at the same time, you're undercover with Jackie. And so, but i but I mean, looking back on it, they didn't really and i and I was reading like everything because i was I have been super excited about this game. i I avoided any um any news throughout its development. And I just, I wanted to get fresh eyes and take a fresh take on it. And so I was reading every bit of, uh, every bit of just, just story or text or whatever that I could get my hands on. I was talking to everybody. And, um, and I just, I didn't, I wasn't fully clear on what you were trying to accomplish as that corpo person. Because then you go to the bar and then those people show up. And they, like, hack you from across the room or whatever. And then the next thing you know, you're waking up and, like, you get the cyberpunk intro. And so, I don't know. Morgan, what did what did you what do you remember out of that? Because that, that was kind of my take on it.
2: Well, I do remember that you, you show up at the Corpo place. The dude, uh, he just fried, like, a whole room of executives or something like that or lawmakers. And then uh, he gets griped out by the lady. And then he's like, hey, we're going to go kill the lady. And then as soon as you leave and go to the bar, yeah, they they confront you, take you offline from the corporation, and then it just it just kind of goes from there.
1: Well, and kind of what the guy's point was is like there are there there were several instances he felt like in his game where like you were intended to do something beyond a certain point, but the game was so broken in like a last ditch attempt, they pulled that crap out of the game and then just let you move on from there because they couldn't make it work. Which, I haven't experienced that in uh, the, the oh my god, what's the, what one did I do? The Wanderer or whatever? Nomad. Whatever? Nomad, that's right, I couldn't think. Like the Nomad, it feels more fleshed out, like I can go to the junkyard and get my original car back and do like a little side quest. Like that feels more fleshed out to me. As like some of the stuff I've heard on uh, the other on the other instances, but I just I don't know. It just feels like they were behind, like they weren't where they should have been to release the game, and kind of moving on from like the quality because I think we all kind of agree it wasn't there. I think like they know, like they know, like that you had the CEO. He came out and did that whole recording on Twitter. Did y'all see that? Yeah. And I I get what he's saying but at the end of the day it's like bro like we can only give you this if it was something you couldn't have seen coming. Like it's so bad it wasn't like okay we we couldn't like had it not worked properly maybe on the PS5 and the new Xbox, I could maybe give them a lot of leeway as it wasn't probably a lot of testing hardware available compared to like the PS4. But the PS4 was nowhere near nowhere near ready to go compared to the other games. And I think that Cyberpunk should have just stayed on the PC. They're a PC company, stick with PC, later on if you want to port it
0: to PS5, port it to PS5.
1: Yeah, but God knows what contractual
3: obligations they had or what they got themselves into.
0: Right, because of the success of The Witcher That's. I mean, I I think that was a big driving factor for um, for it releasing on all the consoles at all the same time, rather than just on PC. Because predominantly in the past, Witcher One and Witcher Witcher One is still to this day a PC exclusive. Witcher Two was a uh, was ported to the Xbox 360, I think, one year after its release on PC, and not ported anywhere else. And it was only it was only The Witcher Three that was actually released on uh, released on all the consoles, I think, all at the same time. But even then, it had kind of a rocky release as well, and they had to do some they had to do some PR on that guy. But it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't anywhere near to this degree. It, it was this is this has been pretty nuts.
1: I think like going forward, I know they're going to get these bugs fixed. So the real question left to me as the gamer is those mechanics that if and probably you had to take out of the game to release the game, am I going to get those mechanics in a future DLC? That doesn't what, matter. They lost all their
3: momentum. We all played SWOTOR. Look what happens when you do something like that. The future of your game literally is at stake unless you can create something that's better than what you released. And you're talking about a year from now when I'm not going to give a shit about it.
1: Well, and, and, it, And that's a fair observation, but I also think, I mean, you look how long, you know, their primary source of income has been Witcher 3 since it it came out. So it is possible we can have a Witcher 3-style renaissance, where, like, when Witcher 3 first came out, it didn't sell as well. But as time went on, it kind of got bigger and bigger. The the player base got bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were, especially after after the announcement of Cyberpunk, I mean, and not even, well, and not even then, like, I think it was like, what, midway through last year, or at the the beginning part of last year, I just remember seeing an article about how uh, they were able to track the number of people who were playing The Witcher 3, Uh, I think it was on PlayStation, and, like, it hit, like, record numbers for people who were actually playing that game, And and I think it might have broken a couple of, a sales record or two, uh... At some point, and that and that was, I mean, I think that was within the past year that that I remember seeing that article.
2: Well, I know that probably what sparked a lot of that uh, was the, the Netflix series that came out. So people were like, "Oh, this is really cool. I'm gonna go see what the game yeah. is about." But I feel like it is, as far as cyberpunk, it's it's in a pretty shitty spot right now, especially on console. But I, I do have faith that they will update it. They'll make it playable, but I just kind of wonder how much business they've lost because it was so shitty on release. People canceled canceled their orders, and they're like, "Well, I want to wait to play this until it's really good." And then you know, other stuff's going to come out, and they're going to forget forget about Cyberpunk, and they just won't ever play it. Yeah, well, I okay. think I, I personally they use their think saving... Cyberpunk seriously. The fr- you're you're talking about
3: the witcher series they have keanu reeves back them. i knew three or four people that just bought that game just because he was involved and they couldn't pull it off i mean that's a bad comparison because the series was amazing and that could have been a shit show on its own right that just happened to come together
0: yeah i personally think the saving like the one saving grace is that um is that it's not it's it's not an online game i mean it's a it's It's a uh, it's a single player game and like I mean I've seen articles where people are like bashing it. It's like oh one month after release, fucking Cyberpunk's players on Steam have dropped by seventy five percent and it's just kind of like, well yeah no shit. I mean like who who? I mean it's been out for a month. I'm sure a shitload of people have have played and beaten the game and done everything that they wanted to do with it, especially in the state that it's in. And so they're they're gonna shelve it. But I think personally in the long run that's gonna be That's going to be one of the main reasons why people come back to it is because it is a single-player game and that there is no population to speak of.
3: They went too big. They went too big. You have a grandiose plan. You can't can't check all the dots. You can't connect them all. It's not going to happen. So they were better off releasing half of this game and then doing it over time after that. I really think they fucked up on that. Yeah, yeah, how can, can you do bug processes and do any kind of rendition with that if
1: you're just releasing some crap you're not even confident with? Well, and that's and that's I mean the the true like the true the true controversy is actually three controversies. First, you have the intelligentsia, right? All the news media and stuff like that. It's almost like for the last two or three years they have been out for CD project red, and it all kind of resol- resolves around crunch. And then it became about this: Should we have trainees in video games? Then you have like the community outrage, which is what you're hearing from us. Those of us who have played uh, CD Projekt Red games since The Witcher, when before people even knew what the hell Witcher was, and it was some like backwater game. And then we, you do this to us. And then the other part to that is, is now you have business issues because now there's been like a class action lawsuit. Um, apparently some of the Polish consumer advocacy, uh, Polish consumer group for the government is
0: now looking into some of the
1: things that happened. Well, they're, talking about,
0: they're talking about scraping off their profit. They're talking about scra- scraping some of their profits, the government, the Polish government.
1: Yeah. So kind of tackling the intelligentsia, right? The first thing, crunch i'm sorry the reality is everybody in in video games at this point knows about
0: crunch if you don't want to do crunch that's fine go get a different job that's right you signed up you these these developers know what they signed up for and just to give some of our listeners kind of some context we're a bunch of texas boys in this podcast and uh we may have a different mindset about whenever it comes to work and about overtime and those sorts of things. But uh, I mean, I I, I kind of reflect Tron's opinion is that it's I mean, true. these, these developers, done. right. And yeah. these developers know what they signed up for. And it's not like, it's not like, I mean, I, I don't think it's to the point to where some of these people try to make it off. Like, uh, like these people who are experiencing crunch are victims Right. Yeah. There's like this corporate overlord is how it is. I, but, I feel like it's how they try to spin it sometimes. Whereas it's like, no, these are grown ass adults, guys. Um, these that they don't that they, doesn't they, they know what they signed stuff. up for. It's it's a it's a fucking job just like anything else. And they're adults. They they're not they're not victims. They can go get another job for somebody else anytime they want.
3: The crunch and the corporation. So the only time the corporations piss me off is when they want to steer the content a certain way or take content away or make them do things. This is not the case. This is was totally under their control. When you make a business plan and you lay everything out, you do your Pareto charts and shit, you know what you're getting into. If you have too much and you can't follow through, well, then you need to take a step back. And the fact that they didn't know that they couldn't... Uh, give games back and profit to your freaking consumer because they didn't even own those rights on that system that's pretty pathetic man who runs your business some kid some idiot legality is a big part of this it's not just
2: releasing games well yeah you have to do things properly I think we've all been in a in a project of some kind working on something where it's like okay you're going along everything's going good and then right towards the end you're like oh holy shit this isn't gonna get done, so you work extra hours. You know, you you put in that extra little bit. You know, the crunch, and shit gets done. I feel like on any project, there's no way you can just say, "Okay, I'm gonna be done by December." Right. Coronavirus
3: like, is not an excuse. Well, so, I mean, is a if system you're system that they can work from home from, it's not an excuse.
2: Well, I'm talking like you know, you have a development cycle of like typically like several years. And there's no way, from the start of it, you can be like, oh, this is when we're going to release it. Like, you start coming up to that date, you can either you can do crunch, or you can delay the game. And CD Projekt Red did both. They delayed the game several times, and then they had crunch at the end. But I agree that it's, you know, you're adult. You have to work overtime sometimes just to get shit done. It's Let me, a project, uh, you finish it.
1: Yeah, it sucks. So, like... Me as in me as a construction professional, so I've been a superintendent for like ten years now. Uh, when me and my wife first started dating, I don't know if y'all remember when I was doing that data center. Y'all remember that at all? I don't think so. You I know. do. Shadiness does. I probably only saw my wife three or my girl, my wife who I just started dating. I probably saw her three times in six months because I was putting in ninety hours. 104 hours like I was sleeping on the job going home taking a shower and going back up there. Like that's just because that was required to get that project done. And then after that project was finished, we I got to coast a little bit. Any any business that has projects has some form of crunch. And video games because of their complexity will have more crunch just like in construction. A 40-50 million dollar job may have more crunch than a project that's like 200,000. Developers who don't want to do crunch can go work on smaller titles or they can go do something else with their skills. Programmers tend to be pretty smart. You can go get other jobs. So the crunch is like a non-issue
0: to me. If you don't want to do it,
1: quit. You're not
0: forced to work there. Let me me get y'all's opinion on something real quick because this is something that uh, that I'm just kind of wondering about. Um, One of the YouTubers that I watch, He was talking about, uh, like, you know, we got we got a resident we got Resident Evil Eight coming up here pretty quick, but um, or or even, uh, but uh, he was talking about some Capcom games. But I think in this instance, he was talking about uh, Guilty Gear Strive, which is a fighting game coming out uh, at some point this year. I can't remember if it has a release date or not. Uh, I think it's Q1 2021. But anyways, uh, one of the opinions that he kind of offered up, and it just kind of got me thinking, is that. Guilty Gear Strive was announced like two years ago. Um, and and I kind of got to thinking about that in the context of like cyberpunk. I mean, cyberpunk was originally announced back like like five years ago. And then you look at like Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, and that was announced like five, six years ago. And so uh, I guess the question I have for you guys is that, or the opinion that he had is like, these developers should not be uh, like they should have like trailers. They should have interviews. Like they should have all their hype generating media created during the development process. And then they should announce a game whenever it's on the cusp of coming out in the next six to eight months. Whereas, whereas we're starting to see in in, in anyway, So he kind of, he kind of said that. And then I kind of got to thinking, I was like, you know, I was like, I wonder how true that is. Is that have we? I mean, like, are we really, or have have developers really started like announcing projects like all these years in advance? Um, yeah. And I haven't. I have Instead of just being like, you know, it's like whenever a new Nintendo game is coming out or something like that, it's like yeah, Super Mario, blah blah blah, coming out and fucking blah blah. You know, I mean, like shit like that. Like Nintendo, uh, they've got a they've got a game coming out here pretty quick. Ah, uh, from the Wii U is uh, Super Mario 3D World. And Bowser's Fury, and that's coming out within the next couple months. But I want to say they probably announced it like at the halfway point of last year, at the earliest.
1: Well, yeah, and but so- coach, you got to look at it like this: CD Projekt is a publicly traded company, and by the laws of the stock market and all those things involved therein, they have to give out quarterly reports to investors. And part of what brings in investor monies is the product, is the promise of some big new project. So in order for them to to get their stock prices higher because they're a business, they have to kind of start talking about these projects.
0: But they don't necessarily but they wouldn't necessarily from from a business aspect I can understand that. But at the same time, they don't necessarily have to announce it to the public at that point. That's you right. know, to the potential consumers. All they have to do is go to their potential investors and pitch ideas. They don't it's necessarily a board they of can keep it behind the curtain
3: meet with the board right. of directors represents the individual investors or companies that have the investors themselves, and that's who they present the information to. The public is separate.
0: Yeah, I get that, but consumers, consumers if aren't it's a... generally investors in in a product. But here's a, here's what I'm saying:
1: is if it's a publicly traded company, they have public they have to have public disclosures. So when they have public disclosures, anybody in the gaming media is going to go is going to read that, like. I, any company I have investments in, I read their disclosures. So it's not like that information's not getting out there. I think the point of them talking about it when they put it in their disclosure, it allows them to control the narrative. Now, I think you're right. Maybe they need to be holding back more on what they're telling us going into that. I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, Coach,
0: For, on well, that and that's, level. And that's what I'm saying is like, well, I mean, you know, and especially like I think CD Pro, or I think that Cyberpunk is such a great example of this is like, I mean, they announced this game back in what? Like 2000 and, oh, crap. When did, when did, when did Blood and Wine come out? Blood and, Blood and Wine for Witcher 3 came out, and then that's whenever they kind of announced Cyberpunk.
1: So um, I know that it was about 2012 because everybody keeps talking about it because of Star Citizen. Like how long Star Citizen's been in development and how long Cyberpunk, they were supposed to be these two grand games. So I think they announced uh, they were working around 2012.
0: Yeah, 2012, 2013 sounds about right for whenever they, like, whenever we first heard about Cyberpunk, right? And then, but it wasn't like, when did that gameplay demo come out where it was like, I think it was, well, I think it was like in maybe 2018, 2017 is whenever that gameplay demo came out. But even then, I mean, you're still three years out from whenever. Very few and,
1: exceptions. I'm and oh, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just going to say, it's like, uh, is is, I mean, like, um, as far as like the hype buildup, right? Uh, because I think hype was a was a massive portion of this release, and just kind of because the expectations of the consumers uh, who would eventually buy the game. And uh, but that's my thing about it is that I mean, like you know, you talking you're talking about reports and all that stuff for the developers that you follow and the the and 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 the stuff that you're interested in, whereas um, like they have been. They've been releasing, or CD Projekt Red on this particular project, seemed like they were extremely transparent with the development process of the game, and so, and this is kind of where I have I I have to kind of side with CD Projekt Red just a little bit, just because a lot of the like whenever, especially whenever you get into stuff like cut content and things of that nature, um, I feel like a lot of the quote unquote cut content that a lot of people are talking about is just them showing off ideas, like, hey, this is what we're thinking about putting in a game. It's going to be fucking amazing. And like, you know, just well, showing all that, that stuff disclosure. off. And well, they're, they're trying to show that stuff off. And, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's bringing in interest, definitely, yeah. on, into their product. But at the same time, later on, we find out, oh, wait, like the wall running isn't going to be in the game. We actually see Project Red comes out and they're like, hey, we had to drop the wall running. We just couldn't get it working in the world. And but then, a lot of people start screaming "Cut content." But to me, that was CD product Red being transparent with their development process of the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, but even then, that's my thing about it is that what is the what is the need for announcing games years and years ahead of time whenever you could generate a lot of hype and you could have like you could have badass trailers? You could have developer interviews. You could have all this hype-generating media ready six, eight months out, ten months out, if you, or even a year out. Like, even if you really wanted to do a year out, and then that way you have a smooth release, you have a finished product, and you have your hype-building media that's going to propel you until release day.
1: Well, you almost end up with, like, these two groups, right? So you have the uh, group that's developing the game, then you have the marketing group. A lot of times from what I was reading about this is that CD Projekt Red went out and hired a marketing firm to kind of help them with this release. And so I think I think the marketing gets so focused on hyping the game, they're not exactly getting the same workflow out of the, or they're not getting the same information flow out of the uh, production team. And so I think that's where, like, they start overselling some of these, uh, like, everybody kept talking about how big the map for Cyberpunk is. The reality is, is the map's probably no bigger than any other open world game. I think what sets it apart is that it's more detailed. But the marketing team really pushed this huge city. And it's like, dude, some of these ter- territories are fairly small.
0: Yeah, like one of the one of the first articles I ever read about Cyberpunk back in like 13, 12, whenever they initially started talking about it, is that, oh yeah, or it was like CD Projekt Red. And that was the headline. is like CD Projekt Red has already started working on their next game and it's bigger than The Witcher 3. Yeah.
1: Well, kind of switching gears a little bit, because I got to ask this question. Does anybody here, y'all are fairly moderate individuals. How did y'all feel, and I'm quoting a, an article, about the flippant use of transgender issues in Cyberpunk 2077?
2: <laughs> I, I thought it was great whenever I saw the poster of the the female in the, uh, the bikini with the... Uh... <laughs> The, the giant wing that was, like, up to her chest. That was just amazing. <laughs> I, uh, look, I'm
0: not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, I'm an expert on gender politics because I'm not, I don't, that's not the world that I live in. Um, but I don't, I, I don't really see the problem, um, with the way they handled it. Uh, but I don't know... I don't really know proper etiquette for that. And I feel like it's one of those topics that you're going to kind of piss people off no matter what, even though, even though it is, even though it's kind of respectful. I mean, you're going to like, I mean, with that picture that you were talking about a second ago with the, with the, per, with the, with the person in the bikini, like, uh, I mean, that that's where you're going to see like, well, they're, they're trying to sexualize uh transgender, uh, people and i just i I don't i don't i'm not gonna say that's not true but at the same time i'm not gonna say that it's disrespectful i mean is it tasteful no but i mean cyberpunk in and of itself have you guys seen some of the billboards in that shit i know that i've sent some pictures to you guys yeah about how like that one lady in the cowboy hat is like she's got like her legs spread and her ass is pointed towards the camera and it's like it's like take a big wet bite out of life, or you know, it's something like that. It's just, it's ridiculous. And, well, I but think that wasn't the a transgender person. That was a regular. What the overall theme of
2: all of this stuff is, is that in this dystopian future, that everything is so sexually advertised. Like, because you know, you've got you can go into a, a brain dance of you know, oh, you're you're a guy, but oh, you want to know what it's like to be a girl and to be fucked by a guy. Like, you can go in, you can do a brain dance, there's advertisements for it, you know, there, there's advertisements for all these kinds of whorehouses, and it's like, oh, uh, get a, a larger dick implant, get, you know, find you a chick with a dick, and I think it's just so, you know, like, as in, in the real world, you know, as time's gone, the advertisements have gotten more sexual, and then you look at where this is in 2077, and it's like everything has gone super sexual hypersexual. Like no matter no matter what you want if you're you know a, a guy that wants a chick with a giant dick there's a there's a billboard for that you know if you know you like a full female body but with like a dude's head you can get that you know it's just i think it all just kind of goes together and it all works together in the setting
0: right i think in my opinion i think it's all it's all it's all equally sexualized. Right. Well, I
1: think one of Michael Pound Smith's uh, themes for the Cyberpunk Tom Smith. I haven't actually met this guy. So I don't know this, but it seems to me from what I've read and in interviews he's given that one of the core themes of the cyberpunk unif- universe is the objectification of humanity. And when we objectify ourselves, we're gonna go down certain bad paths, right? And I think what you end up with is is where like the gender, like right now, and we're we're kind of grappling with that in our own society. And I don't want to go into the politics. I think that's one thing we can all agree on. Is we we're not going to talk about politics here, uh, even when they relate to games. We're not going to give our opinion on that because it's fucking stupid. We need to we need an escape. But in the context of this game, I think that like you can't make this game and keep its theme without adding those kinds of things in the game. Now, I personally think these articles about their flippant use of gender issues is disingenuous. I mean, what was it, Mass Effect—the first Mass Effect game or whatever—was the first game I remember that actually allowed you to have a homosexual relationship, and they like that. Was, they were like heroes back, and they were like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" They're pushing gay and like. Yeah, there was blowback from the right in some cases because of the over sexiness of Bioware's Mass Effect. But, you know, like there were still people that found them heroes. Our society has now changed to where, like, unless you say the right thing, then you're not with us. Even if they're, even if like CD Project RAID is respectful of gender uh, fluidity and, and, uh, Transgender peoples they didn't present it in such a way that the intelligentsia Would want them to do it. Therefore, they were wrong and I I have no problem with people creating a game world. That's ingenious
3: What's wrong with that and you're talking about a game that's built on its versatility of body parts alone God knows how many years in the future a conceptual material that doesn't exist right now. Of course sexuality is gonna change It's going to be a whole different story. Did they need to broadcast it the way they did in the game? Probably not. Could have, like, sheltered a little bit. But it's their choice. They made it. And people bashing it's going to happen. I mean, it's apples and oranges with that bullshit. But I don't think they should be blamed with it for at all. Because if they advertise it ahead of time and you knew what you were getting into, I don't want to hear this crap like, oh, my kid bought it and blah, 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 blah. There's a rating on the game. There's a rating on the side of it. Everyone knows what these things mean. You shouldn't diss it. And who cares about being politically correct with these video games? That's not the point. They're not a part of our world. They're an extension. It's an escape. So anyone bashing them is just trying to get filter feed on their freaking stupid news and whatever the hell they're trying to do. It's just like, okay, I don't want to be political with stuff.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of, but that's what, like, that's kind of more to the point. Like, you're, I think what you're trying to drive out there is, is that, Nobody in the gaming community really cares. Like, at the end of the day, we just want to fucking... I do don't want creativity game. stifled because yeah, other yeah. people don't like what they like.
3: You got a, how many humans on this planet with different thoughts and shit going on 24-7? None of them are going to agree. It's why we fought war since the beginning of time. So just let the guys make the damn game.
2: It gets me as I saw an article where, you know, see, Project Red, you can make... Uh, a male or a female, and then you can give them either a, a dick or a vagina. You can do whatever you want. You can do but that saw, now. Yeah, I saw an article where these people, or this this lady, or transgender lady—I don't know what they were—but they, uh, they, they were mad because they didn't go far enough, and it was they were mad because you couldn't have a male body with a female with with a vagina and then have female pronouns and and have a female voice they were like, they were mad because it was like if you pick a male character with a male voice you couldn't be a real female and i thought that was a little ridiculous like you're gonna have to meet on halfway like they're they're trying i don't know of any other games that lets you make a a chick with a dick or anything like that as your as your main character but
1: we all agree like we all agree here like there should be blanket uh dignity towards all peoples. Like we don't nobody in this group thinks that any group should be stepped on or cast out of our society for being, you know, a certain race, certain sexuality, or even being transgender. And but I do think like like each of us is kinda like, okay, we can either but we but this group, like we can decide for ourselves whether we like we
0: want to play that game or not. Right. And and well and another thing that I think about or I think as well is that um is that there's a lot of moving goalposts but it's like it's like what Shadina said a second ago is just there's there's 8 billion people on the planet man and you're not going to you're not going to get everybody happy no matter what you do but damn it I think that and and not only that but I think the concept I mean I know that transgender people have been around for a long time But it's only been in recent years that the the issue has been brought to the forefront in our society. And so I think an important thing, at least as far as not to dive too much into the politics, of course. But I think an important thing uh, is is that CD product Red, I mean, they didn't have to do any of that stuff. You know, they could have gone with the archetypes of just binary genders. You could have been a male. You could have been a female. Uh, But instead, they went... They they made an effort to go the extra mile uh, for a small percentage of people. And I think that that in and of itself is and I think that that was kind of brave of them to kind of go out on a limb and 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 incorporate that into their game. I thought that that was kind of it was kind of cool. I mean, I know we all got a kick out of it, but I thought it
3: was.
1: I'm straight. I'm straight rocking a character. Let's get it. A
3: right, right. I, I will say this I think, I think it's great. I think it's time on the penises, they might have had a better game.
2: Yeah, I think they did a great job on the penises. I mean, they it's... should have added customizations, like different veins, different tips. Yeah. Uh but they, my
0: you main know... my main but my main point is that it and it's like what it's like what Sabum said a minute ago is that nobody else is doing this. Like nobody else has done this. These are the first people. Fractured is the first people to actually like truly in my opinion take a shot at inclusivity amongst all walks of life and I think that in and of itself is is a pretty admirable quality and so I feel like the the bashing is uh, and I'm not an expert by any means I don't think anyone here really is but I think that I think that I, I look at the overall like sexualization And everybody was sexualized equally, sexualized in this game. And I don't—I mean, yes, it is filipant, I mean, it's, but it's filippant towards everyone. And so, in that regard, that's equality amongst all peoples.
1: Well, and and that and there's a social criticism uh, theme in cyberpunk, and I think that objectification, like that, is. That flippant view is is a is a criticism or a critique of our culture, whether people realize it or not. Right, they yeah. push
3: the limit and they're edgy, and people are going to go on a witch hunt. It's, it's been happening since the dawn of time. You do something people don't like that's new, they're going to freak out. But the point right. is, is that they put it out there, so now every developer can make their choice after this point.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely the first ones. I mean, aside from Bioware back in the day, but I mean even then i mean that was that was kind of a like that that was that made like national national news whenever bioware did that yeah. but even then like i mean it's it's one of those i think it's one of those things in all honesty is that they're the first one to break down the wall and the first one to always the first one to break down the barrier is the one that dies right there at the wall
1: yeah so kind of moving on i wanted to cover a couple more issues on this the first thing i want to talk about is this class action lawsuit bullshit I don't think it's going anywhere. I I think it's downright stupid. Yes, this is a shitty fucking release of a video game. However, No Man's Sky. Anthem. Anthem.
0: I mean. Destiny. Yeah. I mean, we can go. Fallout 76.
1: (laughs) And we can go. The list is
0: endless. There's an
3: extreme difference. None of these games were serious launch titles.
0: Neither was neither was cyberpunk though. It's still oh. not a, it's still not a yeah. Super Smash title. Uh, the, the How many games version, can you
3: play on the PS5? The P,
0: every can you single count one them of on the PlayStation 4. Or one? Games. Every single one of the PlayStation 4 games you can play on the PlayStation 5. There is no <laughs> such thing in existence. As a PS5 version of Cyberpunk 2077, it is he the is PlayStation crazy. 4 compatible version of Cyberpunk 2077. That, that no, is a free upgrade to the PlayStation out
1: at the 5 same version.
3: Time, just magically, that's that's quite. A I'm problem. not well, I mean, saying they that they weren't
0: going to try and capitalize time. on it. However, if they were going to truly try and capitalize on it, I would argue to the point that they would also have the PS5 exclusive Cyberpunk 2077 release. But instead, what they've done is they've said, "Hey, every every one of you with a PlayStation Five that you want, or that that you were lucky enough to get your hands on a PlayStation Five, and you bought Cyberpunk for or for PlayStation Four, we're going to give you a free upgrade to the PS Five version of Cyberpunk 2077 whenever it launches."
1: Here's the deal: CD Projekt Red has, I guess you would call it, a fiduciary responsibility that when they release a project. Like they need to market it properly, and they need to make it. And they need to try and sell as many as they can, right?
3: So Here, here's what you have to understand: not everyone can afford a PC. So there's an extreme amount of consumers that play on console, and that was one of their launch titles. If you could get a hold of a PS5, because the PS is not going to be able to handle it. I think that aspect like holds a lot of weight in this because they went too big, way too far across the board, and it screwed them. Whoever said earlier that they should have just done PC was right because that's what it was geared for. Then you port over. Yeah. They did. They monopolized right. on the situation, and you can't
1: polish a turd. It's impossible. So here's something I learned listening to the uh, Twitter posting of the CEO of uh, Cyberpunk. Most games that are released are made on console and then they migrate that console code over to PC code.
0: Uh, I was, I was wondering about that earlier is like, I thought I heard somebody saying something like that where they were uh... Uh, angry.
1: Angry Joe did a show about it and really kind of discussed it. Angry Joe has done some of the best coverage on this game compared to everybody else. That guy on Bloomberg has done some of the worst coverage. Uh, but, that being said, going back to what I was talking about, Cyberpunk was created first on the PC, and then they tried to migrate that PC back to the previous generation consoles. And we're all th- four here uh, engineers or tech-savvy people, and I think we can all agree that had we been in that meeting, we'd have been like, that's fucking stupid. The failure of release started when they decided to make it on the PC and then port it back to uh, the console. They should have just made it for the PC.
2: Well, I'm kind of I'm kinda of back and forth on how I feel against all these these class action lawsuits because yes, the the game was definitely not good and they didn't really deliver on what they were promising, but I wouldn't go as far as to say that it's broken to the point where nobody can play it. It's false marketing and the investors should get, you know, some money out of it. But what does get me is that this game is pretty broken to where it kind of hurt itself. And I think that if this class action lawsuit goes through and this developer, you know, lied and now they have to pay their investors money and they lose money. I'm kind of wondering if this opens up a Pandora's box where you start looking at things like EA, where they released a complete shit game. and. There's no backlash. And there should if be no you, lawsuit.
3: You're going to take money away from them. How can they fix the game if they're under a lawsuit? It's it's it's
2: counterproductive. Well, it doesn't th- even well, make that's sense. that's my thing is that I'm just kind of wondering if, like, this will be an incentive for other companies to be like, okay, we can't just release this broken piece of shit and then fix it later because we could get sued like CD Projekt Red. So maybe these, these companies will see this as a, a catalyst to be like, oh, shit, we have to actually well, make a game and then sell it.
1: All right, so No Man's Sky, right? When that game released, it was nowhere near what that guy said it was going to be. To 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 like, I mean, it was like how many years did it take before most of us ended up playing it? And I think like if you look at that as as an instance where like like they he actually got sued, I'm pretty sure. And but he ended up delivering a a really good game. In fact, I think it's on our list of games to go back to play this year sometime. I got so, a lot of time to think about
3: Destiny. You remember that? Yeah, it wasn't what we uh, thought it was, uh, but you know what they did have—a base game that was playable.
1: Well, and that's and and I think that's the big difference here is that it was. I think this was probably more broken, in a lot of ways. But I think the problem part of the problem. There's there's two parts to this problem as far as that goes. First off, you have CD Projekt Red, which everybody was has had a lot of faith in as a company. We played a lot of good games. And when they so and then they hyped the shit out of the game and then we were so eager to get at it. As where you take somebody like Bioware and EA, who anytime EA releases a game, I automatically assume it's hot garbage until otherwise proven. Dude, they led me with the carrot and then they beat you with the stick. You're not gonna let Mass Effect three go, are you? Oh no, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you gotta remake your endings, that's a terrible game. i've never like i'll I'll, I'll, we'll take a little detour here because i have to say this in the history of us all playing games together not one of y'all has ever just randomly
0: called me so defeated and shadiness did i've still never played mass effect 3 i've played one and two listen um, and so so i mean i know it's like freaking 10 years since the release but try not to spoil too much
1: Shadiness bought Mass Effect on Xbox. Right? And he had it. Played it for like five, ten minutes. Hated it. Hated it. Wouldn't even play it until after I like it got ported to PC because I won't own an Xbox. Got ported to PC. And uh I was like, no, shadiness. You gotta get past the first Citadel. And then after that, the game's freaking awesome. Then the second one came out and it was even freaking better. And then the third one came out. And it was bad fucking ass. And then Brad calls and he's like, hey, have you beat the game yet? And I'm like, no, man, why? What's up? He's like, don't. It's awful. It's a word. It's and then he explained it to me, and I don't. I haven't played Mass Effect since
3: they made a Mass Trilogy sucked me in for years, and I invested personal and emotional time in that. And then they give me multiple endings to a grandiose story. That's fucking tragedy, man. Especially when you have something that's so cool like the Reapers. That's just behind the scenes. You don't even know what's going on, and they've been manipulating this entire universe the entire time.
1: But wait, there's three different endings. Fuck them. Well, so like the whole point was is that you imported your game and you got to keep all of your decisions you made, right? It's a role
3: playing game. I would like to play the role instead of three different ones.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just funny because like all three, all of your decisions in Mass Effect didn't mean shit in the last fifteen minutes of the game. <laughs> That's. We digress now. So I, uh, I think it's going to boil down to, and I've kind of flipped through a few of the uh quarterly releases from CD Project Red. I haven't seen anything where they overtly lied about the state of the game. Like they didn't present like they didn't present anything in their releases. And so they can say, well, you know, commercials don't always tell you the full truth. So I, I don't think we're going to see anything come out of this. Clash to action lawsuit. I think at most CD Project Red may try to uh, uh, try a settlement only to get past it. I mean, I don't know. I think I think the board made a decision based on they wanted to get the game out at the end of the year. Production was like, this is a bad mistake. Board voted on it. They said, let's release it. They got what they got. And so now all we can do is sit around and hope that, number one, we're gonna, they're going to finish fixing this freaking game because right now I can't play it. I'm still hoping because I still really like the game, want to see those DLCs come out. And then I eventually want to, want them to release online. Like, I don't think the game is such a shit show. It needs to be abandoned. I think the game has so much potential. I want to see CD Projekt Red put some money into it. And you wish it one hand shit another. See which fills up first.
0: Well, I don't think... My thing about it is, though, is I think that they will make good on... I think they're going to... I mean, because here's the thing. One, they fucking need to, because the, you're talking about a company that releases a game like once a decade Yeah, when did Witcher 3 come out? Witcher 3 came ah, Witcher 3 came out in like 2000 and fuck, when did Witcher 3 come out? It's four or five years ago. 2015? Yeah. But anyways, but the, but even then Witcher 2 came out uh in fucking When was it? Like oh, 2011. Okay, so they've released 3 games this decade. My bad. Um but I don't know, but even then, like, I mean, on the grand scheme of things, as far as, like, major releases, CD Projekt Red, CD Projekt Red has only had four. <laughs> they've had The Witcher 3, or one, Witcher 1, 2, and 3, and then they've had Cyberpunk. And they're not, they're not just cranking out shit every other every year every. or every two years or things like that. They're a small That's company. Not true. They've got like they've got like a thousand people that work at the entirety of C D product red. These are small this is a small developer. This isn't this isn't Relative. somebody this isn't like EA or Activision where they've got thousands of employees that are working there and they've got these massive fucking budgets that are that they're able to work with annually.
3: When Bethesda was small, when Blizzard was small, before these people got bought out, all they did was make masterpieces. One after another. There is no excuse. If you have less, then you should strive for more. I mean, that's pretty much an aspect of your business. But don't buy off more than you can chew. Right. Don't. They overstretch yeah. themselves. That's, that's what you're saying based on their employee base.
0: I, I agree. no, and I'm not and I'm not saying that's not the case. I am not by any means trying to defend the decision to release the game, the decision to uh, to develop the scope of the game. I mean, i'm not I'm not defending that at all. And I agree largely with what you said. I think that they did. they 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 definitely bit off more that they could than they could chew. And, and they're paying for it, and honestly, I think that they should. But at the same time, I also believe that um, because they're not bought out, um, because they have to make this work, that they're going to make it work. And I, I, I still, and this is probably me being a dipshit, but I still want to believe that the company that I that I've been kind of just been in their corner. Uh, Still exists, and I, I think in the end they're going to uh, they're going to continue to work on this game. Now we'll see where it goes. I don't know how much of this is like, you know, like an Anthem scenario where it's like, well, they can't add that shit in because you're talking about core gameplay development, and I don't know dick about development.
2: But uh, I don't think this is anywhere close to an Anthem situation because there's a <laughs>
0: you're the only one that's played Anthem out of all of us. Okay,
2: so. I was really pulling for Anthem, and I got what I deserve.
0: But uh,
2: <laughs> Anthem, Anthem, you, you play the game, the mechanics were, were broken, the loot system was broken, everything was broken, there wasn't even a game there, wow. and, and that's they why mean... they're coming up with the Anthem 2.0. This has a good core, it's got quests, it's got assets, it's got everything, but I feel like once, you know, months, months down the line, whenever they've come up with patches and they've fixed all these issues, they've optimized stuff, I think this will be... A really good game that they can improve on for years to come. Lots of DLC. They can add different features. I think, uh, you know, a year down the line, two years down the line, this is going to be a really great game. Whereas Anthem released several years ago and we still don't know anything about Anthem 2.0.
0: They're going to, they got a Realm Reborn that shit, build it from the ground up.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Some
3: partnerships don't work out. Cameron remembers Defiance. Dude, that was a hit TV show on Sci-Fi. Why would you bring that travesty up? But that was that was a partnership between them and Sci-Fi, and it was supposed to work in tandem. And the developers released probably ten percent of the content that they promised. That wasn't even remotely a full game. The, all Dude, the I events were the same, the and they had like what five different weapon types. But the series was awesome. Here's my point, though: some things just get so bad that they abandon them or they're left unfinished, and that's what you want to pray doesn't
1: happen with this. Hey, bro, you want me to blow your mind? What? They still work on Defiance as a big Good game. God. <laughs> <laughs> the show was so awesome, and the game was so, so bad. <laughs> Never seen anything like that.
0: All right, so let's wrap this up. Anybody have any final thoughts? Basically, I just want to. I mean, I think the game's good. I really enjoy the game. Uh, for somebody who didn't follow the development, like a lot of people did, um, and and I I went into the game blind. I I really enjoy it. I like the I like the overall. I like the city. I like the environment. I like the aesthetics. I like the I like the ambiance. Uh, I like everything about it. One of my favorite things to do in that game. Is to jump on a motorcycle and then just fricking full tilt, uh, haul ass throughout the city, uh, lane splitting between cars at stop signs or at stop lights, and just listening to the music uh, on my way to the next quest objective. And yeah, I think we've all played Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I mean, but I think that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of potential there, and I really hope that CD Product Red continues to uh, continues to work on it.
1: Mo, you got any
2: final thoughts on the game or uh, anything else? In general? I, I think it's a great game. If it'll ever stop crashing and load textures faster, I think it'll be great. It's not so bad. I can't put up with it, um, but I think it's a really good game. They've got a good core there, and once it's fixed, I think it'll be a really awesome game. And I, I think CD Projekt Red will fix it. They, they worked on Witcher Three for years and years and years, making it a really great game. I think they're going to work on this one. For years and years until it's just a masterpiece so shadiness
1: as somebody who hasn't played the game but you've talked to people at work that have played it we've had an extensive conversation tonight i mean kind of do you have any things that you've maybe noticed as a person on the outside looking in Well, let's see. I wasn't going to buy a PC. I was going to get a PlayStation
3: 5. And you should know me very well that nothing would stop me, even bots. And I was banking on Cyberpunk. And lo and behold, it was a giant flopping piece of shit. So guess what I bought? A fucking PC. So literally, they affected what I was going to purchase as a consumer. And PlayStation 5 lost out on my business because they had a title that wouldn't run properly. I can't sell that game in its current state. They need to work on it. It's their fucking fault this happened.
1: Yeah, I think I think we're going to finally see. So, you know, we have, like, when we look at leadership models in companies, like, you have these peaks and valleys, right? And I think what I, as a consumer, need to see here is, because what I see is, Witcher 3 was their pinnacle, and now they're on that decline, and now they've leased cyberpunk they have to do a lot of corrective ad- actions as a company to fix the game so that they can get back on that upswing and i don't i don't know what that looks like yet i don't know if maybe there needs to be a change up in management a lot of people say that say that guy's a super nice guy but is he developing a, Is he, are they running a company that has good culture well, and i think that's what we're going to find out This may be their uh, Mass Effect 3 moment for Bioware, you know, if we all
0: kind of use that analogy. So, Witcher 3 was Final Fantasy 7. Cyberpunk was Final Fantasy 12. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Cyberpunk is Final Fantasy 11, 12, 13, and 15.
1: We kind of want to give you a little bit of an upcoming view of what we plan on doing over the next couple of months. We're planning on bringing you some thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. Some of us thought the movie was just okay, neither good nor bad. Some of us think the movie was really good. and Another one has some strong negative opinions on the, on the movie. And We're going to duke it out in our next episode, as well as looking at other parts of the DC Extended Universe. With that, Coach, take us out.
0: We thank you all for listening for the first ever episode of the Astro Badgers podcast. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on our Facebook page, the Astro Badgers, and be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Astro Badgers, where we will be taking your feedback and suggestions for upcoming episodes. Until next time, may all your hits be great.